Three, two, one. All right. Welcome to episode 119 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. You will be very, very happy to know that on the line with me right now is your favorite co-host of mine, Matt. Kirsty. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Matt. Hello. Hello. You were thinking it was Kirsty too. <laughs> You're like, I is was. she on the line with us? <laughs> I thought it was the surprise. No, no, no. The surprise <laughs> is, the surprise is that week. it's just us. <laughs> oh, well, it just the gang. again. The gang. Remember? Do you know what? I've got a. I've had a feeling of deja vu already, and we're just at the start of 2022. Do you know why that might have been? Mm, why you might have a feeling of deja vu? Correct. Uh, well, I know one reason you might have that. Might have that song uh-huh. in mind, but uh, yeah, yeah, it feels like we've already done this once. I feel like we've done this before, maybe twice already. <laughs> could be, could, and very, very recently too. Yeah. So, folks, if you're having a really bad start to 2022. Uh, which I've also seen people say is 2020 and then T-O-O. It's 2022, mm. like more of the same. You know, so at least that year, the first three months of it or so were pretty decent. <laughs> so until, you know, until everything kind of spiraled uh, out of control. Uh, it's funny. It, it's funny you say that because I remember the end of 2020 when everyone was looking forward to it being over. Yeah. Thank God. Here's 2021. Yep, more of the same. <laughs> exactly. So um, all I'm hoping, my not all I'm hoping, but one of my biggest hopes is that these Iron Maiden shows go off without a hitch later this year. So, you know, we don't want to have what's happened to different bands, you know, cancellations and, you know, you have tickets to, you know, sh- multiple shows or even one show. And then, okay, well, mm-hmm. now you got to put it off a year or another year. So the so show's anyway. out of state. That, that's our concern now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happened. So, um, so let's uh, get into what we normally get into. As people, you might notice little, you know, stark. Uh, you know, maybe if you ever saw video or if you attended the No Prayer for the Dying tour, you noticed everything was stripped down. The Seventh Sun tour was the big production, and which is usually kind of now my my podcast is definitely not a big production like Seventh Sun tour, but Comparatively, uh, this compared to uh, a normal episode is stripped down model. So this is the seventh son of the No Prayer for the Dying of Uncle Steve shows. And um, what we're going to talk about today is we have a couple of guitarists in the band that are not. Let's let's just let's just say I'll just say it like this, Matt. We have the second and third favorite guitarists of Iron Maiden that we're going to talk about today. And safe to say, safe to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I know Dave has some fans that like him and Yannick has some fans that like him, you know, more than, you know, Adrian Smith, but the overall consensus from most people is that Adrian's the favorite, you know, cause he writes, you know, he's got a writing style that's, you know, very great. And he's, his guitar playing styles, you know, really great. And, and I would even say that he's my favorite as far as a, as far as a guitar player goes, I don't know about the songwriting. But I mean, I like a lot of what he's written as well. So, but we're going to mm-hmm. talk about we're going to rank our top ten or eleven Yannick songs and and uh, Dave Murray songs, and then we're going to also rank or you know our bottom five from either or both of them. And and this doesn't mean we hate any of the songs because uh, I, I even 
Well, I'll wait till we get into it. When I'm talking about Yannick, there was one song that I was listening to. I was making a little, uh, I made a, just a couple of notes about a couple of songs and I was, I wanted to write something particular about one song. And when I played a certain song, my daughter was sitting there with me and I'm going to tell you when we get there, what she said about it, but it was very telling of that song. So, um, mm. before we go any further, how about we talk about, cause I know this last week's been, uh, you know, you've been under the weather, but this last week we've had <laughs> in the last, I'd say eight days, we've had. Christmas Day and we've had New Year's Day because today is current. Well, it's still for the next half hour. It's still January second. So, in those last, I say in the last week, Matt, what have you been listening to, if anything? Uh, you know what? To be honest, pretty much nothing for the last week. I I'd, I'd kept a little notepad or a, a little list of what I had been listening to, mm-hmm. and it finished on December twenty eighth. Okay, okay. As far as as far as full albums, like I'd listened to a couple of tracks. Here and there, but yeah, yeah. my hearing had gone downhill since then. Oh, that's true. That was, the reason. that was the reason why I just given up. I watched a couple of video clips online. Yeah. And that was, that was really it. Okay. But prior to that, so going back to December 27th and December the 28th, I did listen to some things. What did you listen to? And let me have a look. What did I listen to? I listened to... So you know what? It was only the 28th, as it turned out. Okay. Do you know Master Plan? Have you ever heard of them? Mm, no, and I know I don't have one of those either. <laughs> no, no. Who does? I know I don't. <laughs> no, so Master Plan is its not a Halloween spinoff as such, but one of the guitarists, Roland Grappow, he used to be in Halloween okay. in the 90s, and he went off and formed, I think he part-formed or fully formed Master Plan. Okay. And so he- Redid a lot. Oh, he did a, a good chunk of tracks again with that band, his new band, all the old Halloween songs that he'd written. Okay. And so that was the first thing I listened to. And because I'm a bit of a Rolling Grapau fan, I liked him. Okay. Um, went back and listened to some Maiden, some Virtual Eleven of okay. all things I could have listened to. Yeah. Yeah. And it surprised me because I haven't listened to it for quite some time. I think since the start, the early part of last year. Mm-hmm. And, I got. I was pretty much into it. Even Angel and the Gambler. Yeah, I listened to that three quarters of the way through, and then went back and listened to it from the start again. Oh wow! And I was like, yeah, just to make sure I got the full effect. Sure. And you know, I didn't mind it. Sometimes I can be in the mood for it. You know, do you think I'm a stranger and your savior and whatever else he's saying? <laughs> yeah, thirty or forty times, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't bother me at all. Sure. And then I moved on to a band. You probably do know this band. Blessing in Disguise, the Metal Church Ooh, album. Very, Been very, a little while. Very, that's a, a favorite album of mine, yes. It is? I thought you might like that one. Yes, indeed. So, it, I don't think I'd listened to that. It had been months that I, since the last time I'd listened to it. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, my opinion has not changed. It's still a, a beautifully brutal album. Yes. And one thing I come away thinking about that was I really like Where the Powers That Be is as the last song on that. Mm-hmm. That it finishes on a, a real positive there. Yeah, yeah. So I went through that again. I knew that you'd be appreciative of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Back into some Annihilator. Okay. I'd gone back to Never Neverland, the second uh, album. And as much as I like Never Neverland, uh, I don't know about the, the vocals on this as much. I think it's more melodic, but I think I prefer Randy Rampage from the um, the first album. And the last time I talked to you, I think for some reason we touched on Marilyn Manson. 
Mm, I think he got brought up, yeah. I don't know why, why he came up, but it was enough to to make me go back and listen to Mechanical Animals was the album that I'd been trying (laughs) to think of that I bought after I'd seen him. Okay. And I... I haven't listened to it in about 15 years, I don't think, but I still liked it. I thought it still sounds pretty fresh, pretty different. Yeah. That's cool. And the, the last thing I listened to, as far as uh, full albums, are you familiar? I think you might be, at least with the name. Maybe not the band, though. Rose Tattoo? Uh, I know they're- a, Are they an Australian band? They are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of the same sort of orcas. What I know about them but, is that Guns N' Roses has covered some of their songs. I think true. That's, that's what true. I. I don't know much about them at all, but yeah, hard blues rock, same sort, in the same vein as ACDC a bit, I guess. Okay. So their Rose Tattoo album from, well, I think that's somewhere. I don't know somewhere in the seventies. I don't know when. But that was pretty much it. So I got through a few albums. Um, <laughs> that's funny because you, you know, were like that was basically one day's worth of listening. <laughs> you were like, I haven't really listened to anything, <laughs> and then you <laughs> named like ten albums. That- that's funny. Well, that was since then. That was in one day I listened to those and yeah. started going downhill as of the day after that. Yeah. Well, I um, I did a fair amount of, I say a fair amount, not a ton of listening, but I listened to certain things and then I would, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a ritualistic guy where I'll listen to something then I'll listen to it again and again and again. Okay. So Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. One guess. Yeah, let's just see. Have you listened to any Sabbath lately? <laughs> You know, Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, perhaps. Uh, funny that you mentioned that. That is also <clears throat> the me. first album I put on this year. So, oh, okay. Me and me and my wife went yesterday and did a little walk, and it was really, really cold and windy when we did it. But <coughs> when we drove over, I I just had a Sabbath song in my head, and I just I've turned the album on, and that's what I listened to. So I've listened to that a couple times this year. That's the only album I've listened to this year so far. Of course, oh, we're okay. only two days in. But uh, I've gotten a couple of listens the year, on that. The year is young. Yes, very young. Um, before that, in the last... I always just go back seven days from when we record. So in the last seven days, uh, I listened to the album Technical Ecstasy. I listened to that two or three times. Uh, mm-hmm. The album before... Well, it was their next to the last album in the 70s. It kind of gets a bad rap, but man, there's some really, really good stuff on that album. Um I also listened to Never Say Die, which was the last 70s Sabbath album. And that's a really, really good album, too. I think that gets kind of a bad name. And I like the the last couple of songs. There's an instrumental. And then there's the last song is by Bill Ward with Bill Ward singing, I guess. And to me, I will listen to everything. And when I get to the instrumental, I'll just go, "Ah, let me go back to the beginning. So I just I can listen to them, but I don't really like to. So. What but, do you prefer uh, more, that or or Sabbath Bloody Sabbath? Uh, Never say die or Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. Yeah, I'd say I prefer Sabbath Bloody Sabbath overall, but still, I still, but yeah, Never Say Die. Has, everything on Never Say Die up till the last two are good. Everything on Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is good. So, um, I, I, but I do, but I, like listening to Never Say Die, I remember liking it a lot. You know, a good while back and. Playing it a bunch, you know, recently, I'm like, man, this album is, these songs are really, really, you know, they're not what you would expect from Black Sabbath, because when you think of Sabbath, you think of War Pigs and the song Black mm-hmm. Sabbath and Iron Man, and, and there's a lot of stuff on there that is not, they grew as a band as they went, you know, they evolved and did different things, they weren't just, everything's not like the first album or two, so, 
So it's a lot different, but man, the songs are just really good. And Ozzy sings so great on there. This one of my favorite choruses, you know, I hate to say of all time, but man, I I love it so much. It's uh, the chorus for Junior's Eyes. Is Ozzy's voice just sounds so incredible, you know, and hit the melody on the song is so good. It's just oh, blow you away. It's so good. Um, and then I did listen to one other Black Sabbath album. I listened to the self-titled Black Sabbath album. I don't know if I actually made it all the way to the end because I think I got cut off somewhere. But I did. Yeah. I, so I made it through those. Um, uh, this will probably come as a shocker. I listened to an album by Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> um, <laughs> his newest album, Ordinary Man. And uh, I posted about that on Twitter. The title track to that song, Ordinary Man, is a really, it's a really uh, heartwarming. It's a song that'll hit you as an older guy. You know, we're we're closing in on fifty, and you know, it, and there's a lot. You know, in that song, he just says, "I don't want to die an ordinary man." And and someone said to me, "Well, there's Ozzy's never been ordinary." I'm like, "Yeah, but in his own eyes, he probably still feels." insecure about things and he feels like god i don't want to just die this ordinary guy you know no matter how much you accomplish you can still you're still living in your own body and and uh but that's a really that album's really good there's a couple there's a there's a there's one song i really don't like on there called it's a raid which is something that he did with um what's that guy that he did the other song with the the rapper guy mahomes no no, not mahomes mahoney no it's something like that. Post Malone. Post Malone, it. yeah. And that song It's a Raid is just I, I skip that one. I don't really care for that at all because it's just it's just a it's just a whole bunch of cursing and yelling and, and I just don't really care for it. Um staying in the realm of uh as I told Kirsty of the Brummies, uh, I listened to I started listening to KK's Priest, Sermons of the Sinner, and I got about halfway through it and got stopped wherever I was and I didn't ever pick it back up that day. Um, now going to another part of, um, England, what part of England is Iron Maiden from? Are they from London? The East. The East East End. End, Yeah. Over there, we're over uh, near Acacia Avenue or something like that. Um, but I did listen to the album Senjutsu on, I believe it was the 30th. I think that was the last day I worked this year so far. Yeah. So, uh, or last year. But that's what I listen to, you know, uh, the Black Sabbath stuff, the Aussie stuff, the KK's Priest, and the Iron Maiden. Um, as far as podcast goes, um, I've been off since December 30th, and I listened to a couple of uh, – I worked on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of last week, and I haven't been back to work since. I've been off ever since. So I only listened to one – more than one episode, but only one podcast in that time. I listened – because normally a lot of these episodes are coming out now when I'm off work still, and I don't have time to listen to a podcast. I can't focus on a podcast when I'm at home or driving around in my car with my wife or something. So, But I did listen to the Sabbath Bloody podcast, surprisingly enough. Um, I, I'm, I'm just in a real – listen to this. Um, so my mom gave me a gift card. She asked my daughter, what, is it, what does your dad want for Christmas? And I just said, just get me an eBay gift card. Because you can get anything in the world on eBay, you know, anything you want. Yeah. So I, I spent it yesterday, and here's what I bought. <laughs> I bought Tony Iommi's book. I bought a book from the roadies of Black Sabbath called How Black Is Our Sabbath or How Black Was Our Sabbath. <laughs> I bought Mick Wall's book about Black Sabbath. <laughs> I bought um, – and I bought Rudy Sarzo's book um, from his time with Ozzy. 
And and the thing is about eBay is you can get everything cheap. You know, you're buying it from yeah. an individual. So, and then on top of, and then I got one, uh, D, a live DVD. Care to guess what band the live DVD was from? <laughs> I'll bet that it wasn't Iron Maiden. It was another band from um, Birmingham named Black Sabbath. <laughs> not not oh, that Maiden's from yeah. there. But it was their concert of called The End, their very last show in Birmingham. Ah, uh, yeah. I've and I, I, I ran across that, saw that somewhere, and then I was able – I got all of that for 60 bucks. Jeez, that's a good deal. Yeah. So I was like trying to find – I was just like – I'd find a book, and then I'd you'd, you'd be funny because you're on a book on eBay, and then you scroll down a little bit, and it's like, here's the same book for $10 less <laughs> on eBay. Mm-hmm. So then I'd – okay, yeah. here's – so I kept – finding as many things as I could as cheap as I was like, I want as much as I can. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, listening to feck, listen to his arc that he did on Sabbath, listening to this Sabbath bloody podcast. And he reads from some of these books. And I'm just like, man, I want to read through these books now. Cause I'm really, I'm just in a really Sabbathy vibe in my life right now. So, but did you listen to any podcasts? I did <laughs> for the two days I was listening to things. What'd you listen to? Uh, I listened to, an episode with Chris on Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden. Oh, you're talking about Chris from um, Maiden, Maiden Texas. Texas. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to his, and so it was good to hear his. It was a little different to some of the other people's experiences mm-hmm. because he's yeah. got a, mus- a musician's uh, background, and he had some strong opinions on things. Some controversial uh, ones, too, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? <laughs> opinions, everyone's got them. And then the Christmas episode. So I listened to that, I think it was a few days after Christmas, the 27th, the 28th. So that was actually almost my makeup Christmas day because my my Christmas day, I felt miserable. (laughs) So a few days later, I was listening to that. and You know, I got a bit of a smile. I really did. Yeah. Listening to some of the stories and I felt good. And then it all started going downhill after that, (laughs) Uh, health-wise. Yeah. You had had one good day. I did. And now I've got one good ear. (laughs) Um, but then I also listened to Metal Gods. I went and listened to the episode that you were on. Okay. And the live and everyone. And I really enjoyed that. I thought it was good. Yeah. I I had a good time with them. That was a good one. It comes through that way too. You could hear that everyone. Well, it started off all three of the the people on that. Sounded like they were having fun. And then one thought that he had had enough of the other two and left them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, me and, <laughs> no, I don't uh, think that was the case. Me and, uh, me and uh, George ran him off. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. But in case anyone was wondering, why is he talking about one ear and his health? Because I'd gone from having a cold before and after Christmas that somehow worked itself into an ear infection. So yeah, yeah. And it was a, a pretty nasty one. So I'm working on one ear for the most part. Working on one ear, so that's you only have to hear you only have to listen to my waffling in one ear instead of two. Exactly, it's uh, half the sound. You get double the double the fun for half the price. <laughs> hey, you called it, not me. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'll tell you what. I have a question for you now, Matt. What you got? Do you know what time it is now? I know what time it usually is. I'm not sure. How to answer that this time, though, because this would be a little different. No, it wouldn't. You know what? It's been a couple of weeks since I've done this. I do remember. It's time for some audience participation. <laughs> should I do it? Should I do it like vocally? All right. Now it's time for a little bit of audience participation. <laughs> and then I go, 
Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to divide this audience right down the middle into two halves. To my right. And to my left. I think we should move on. Okay. We should cut that out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, one, yeah. this is this is in the rule. Yeah, this is that's from that is from live. One day I want to play that a little more of that because uh I think that's a really fun segment. Except when when he gets to the part where he goes, What's the matter? You guys sick over here or something? I'm supposed to be the sick person around here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh so um yeah, audience participation and this past week I put out Iron Maiden Stories 35, which was the one with Chris. And I also put out, um, wait a minute, you know what? That was not the one with Chris last week, was it? The last one was the one with with, uh, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You talked about Chris. It got me thrown off. So the one with Tom that came out on, I think it was the 25th, like the 29th, I believe it was, so. But the one with the, the, the Iron Maiden stories installment 35 with Tom. And then I also put out the the episode I titled it The Writing on the Wall 2021 because I thought that was just a it's a good way to tie in Iron Maiden with what it really was. It's just the end of the ep- it's just the end of the year. So it's the writing on the wall. Can you can you can you see the writing on the wall? So you can hear it. So <laughs> I can uh, hear it in one ear. Yeah, you can hear it in one ear. <laughs> so um Iron Maiden Stories installment 35, Matt. It was shared by these people. First of all, uh, one of our favorites, his royal dudeness, Dave in the USA. Um, He's still dudeing around the place. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, guest of honor, uh, T. Jones in Arizona. Um, then hash. Now this is, and I'm reading this as this is what it said on his uh, Twitter page. Hashtag media guy who lives in Hell, Wisconsin, population one. <laughs> um, Papa Luis Mariano in Venezuela. Uh, the Sassanac in Falkirk, Scotland, UK, our buddy Andy. The Scouser in Liverpool, England, David Laird. John Gross in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Stu from Earth. And we also have a couple of quote quotes, carefully said. And the first one is from the only official politician of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, the Honorable Counselor Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party. And listen to what I learned, Matt, in Garvaugh, mm-hmm. Northern Ireland. He said, another great story from someone who loves no more lies. So you may have a conflict with that guy. Uh, Kirsty yeah, Prince and yeah, what that which is un- that which is understood need not be just need not be discussed. <laughs> so Kirsty Prince in Perth, Australia, also she said, "Spoiler alert: I'm the guest co-host." And yes, I you're gonna be you might be upset when you hear this, Matt. And yes, I, I think so. Uh, yes, I did say Dude's Day is not a thing, but it seems Ooh. to be taking off anyway. <laughs> so, I think she's trying to stir the pot. She was, you know, uh, she was. She 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 was very <laughs> confrontational. Wait till you hear that episode. She was very confrontational with me. So, well, it's, I was just thinking it's been very very hot there from what I've heard. So maybe she's suffering heat stroke. She said it was 108 degrees on Christmas Fahrenheit. 
Fahrenheit. Because I did ask, and she goes, well, if it was 108 Celsius, we'd all be dead. <laughs> so, I was like, you know what? I'm not very smart. Kirsty, leave me alone. So, Oh, Kirsty. Kirsty, Kirsty by nice. the way, thank you for the Christmas card. I keep forgetting to mention it to you. I did get it. Thank you. Very nice of you. Um, now, the other episode, The Writing on the Wall 2021, shared by the following kind individuals, Matt. Uh, David Laird again, the Scouser in Liverpool, England. Uh, mm-hmm. Alejandra from Earth, not the one, not the one from Italy. Uh, oh. Christopher Laplante in Westboro, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Tommy Krampus in good old Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. Wayne Shuell at the corner of Russell and West Madison Streets. Amy Lee Freedom, W1 in the kingdom, baby. Deepest Purple, PY, in, Matt, I want you to tell me where this is. Paraguay. Where's Paraguay? Paraguay. 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 South America. South America, okay. Uh, Open from somewhere that I'm not sure about. My Ben Rye in Moscow, Russia. Very cool. T. Jones in Arizona. Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. Jeffrey Scott Espy in Detroit, Michigan. Motown, my town, he says. His Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA. And Onk TV Music in TV Land. And I had two other Queet quotes, Matt, that were from the Christmas episode that because I did an episode so quickly after that, I didn't get to thank everybody because they didn't get ample time to share it. But yeah. the Feckin' Metal podcast in Ireland, they, they, he, Sir Fexalot said, excellent episode. There's a subtly obvious joke in there about my favorite Xmas song too. Because, you know, he said he didn't like to say Christmas, but his favorite song was called Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he asked me later, he goes, you did get the joke, right? I'm like, yeah, I got the joke. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm stupid, Feck, but I'm not that stupid. So, uh, and then the other one, there are there are limits. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's not really limits. You know, I don't have limits of how stupid I can get, but you know, I can get a I can get a joke. So sometimes, sometimes they go uh, right over my head, as as Matt has proven uh, quite a few times so far. <laughs> now, the last person that gave us a share, Matt, on the Christmas episode. Is someone who shared other episodes. Someone who was the fill-in co-host, Kirsty Prince. She said, yeah. "Keep the Christmas vibe alive." I am so happy to be on the same episode as two past members of my favorite band, and I concur with that, Kirsty. <laughs> I'm happy to be on the same episode with them too. So that was good of them to do that. It was really good of them to do that. It was very nice. It was very nice of them. Uh, you know, Blaze, Blaze, and Dennis are both very, just very class act guys. I mean, they're just accommodating and very. They were both very cool about it. Neither one of them mm-hmm. said, "Oh God, really? You again?" <laughs> so, yeah, because they're not obligated to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's that's time out of their day. That's a really nice thing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, Matt. Now I have a question for you. <laughs> Let's see how this one goes. Yes. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> okay, wait. 
Okay, that's it. That's enough, right? That's enough. Okay. For those that are still for those that are still listening. <laughs> for for basically that's gonna be me and you. <laughs> and maybe Kirsty. Yeah. Kirsty's kinda I think she she uh gives us a little bit of uh, of uh grace, so if nothing else, she's just here to document what we say so we can uh Yeah, so she can call us out on task it. in a year's time. Yeah. Exactly. So You said this. No, I didn't. Yes you did. Yeah. I have it. She must. She's one of those people that has one of those, uh, not a photographic memory, but a uh, you know an audiographic memory, I guess, where she it remembers everything she hears. So, so question mm-hmm. for you is, do you want to start off with? I say we start off with Dave Murray because Dave Murray was in the band first. He's the longest tenured member of Iron Maiden outside of uh, Steve Harris, of course. And we've already done our Steve Harris top ten before, or top eleven, however we do it. So. I are th- you asking me what I think, or are you telling me? I'm just gonna. I'm, I asked you, but then I kind of said I think Dave Murray. So let's. How do you feel about Dave Murray? I, I, I was gonna say I think you looked at the logo and saw where it says Uncle Steve, and we'll do it your way. <laughs> sure, no, that's, that's all good. It wouldn't have been the way I'd gone, but no, nope, she's all good. Do, well, let's do that. Okay, and well, here let me just say something controversial to get us going. I think that that Yannick has probably helped write more songs that are better. Than Dave, yeah. is that is that your whole statement? That's the whole statement. Yeah, I think you know. Oh, I, okay. I think because when we go through Yannick's, there's there's just more. I don't know. You know, I mean, because all of the, Dave, you know, some of the worst songs in Maiden's history. Well, you know what? Both of these guys actually participated in some of them. So let's just go oh. ahead and get into this. So, would you rather start with the bottom five or the top ten, Matt, or eleven? However, we're doing that one too. Do you know what? If you're going to start with Dave, then I would say let's start with the bottom. Okay. Okay. So, and these are, and I, I want to give a little bit of a, um, what do you call it when you're just kind of saying? We're just throwing it out there. Yeah, we're throwing this out there. This is not, um, you know, we got to say this uh, to get it out of the way for someone like Kirsty, who will call us out this on is this. This is what we think. This is what we think at four minutes to midnight. Yes, yes. And as it stands. And literally I messaged you what, three hours ago maybe? And I said, Hey yes, Matt. You told me I think it was nine fifty six I got a message saying we're gonna do this and I was like, Okay, and I was eating a late dinner, so I started this at ten fifteen. Yeah, so I mean it's 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 quick, it's it's something and all I wanna say this too, that in all serious kind of in all seriousness. Something that I feel like is missing or Sometimes I feel like you listen to my podcast and you get, you know, me and Matt, we talk about what we listen to. We talk a little bit about, you know, different things. And I say a little bit, you know, 30, 40 minutes, I guess. And, but I don't, I feel like sometimes you just, you hear a maiden story or you hear this or that. And I don't, sometimes I just think that it's good to just listen to, I always loved listening to talking maiden sometimes and just listening to conversation about stuff, about Iron Maiden related stuff. And, and like I told you, I think going through these songs, you're going through the history of Iron Maiden with these songs, you know, you're because with Dave Murray, he has a writing credit on the first album and, you know, now he skips quite a few here and there, but you're getting to go through songs and, and talk about songs. I thought it's just fun to talk Iron Maiden stuff sometimes. And this is something we haven't done in a while. So I just thought it'd be fun to do it. So no, it's sort of, it's sort of something we would do over the phone. Yes. We used to do over the phone more so than yeah. in this format. 
Yeah, and I and I think that's fun because it's just because I think this is a, a something that you're going to have someone like let's just say um, our Kiwi friend is going to hear us say a certain Dave Murray song is in the bottom five, and he's going to probably uh, punch a hole in the wall, you know, or something. You know, you're going to get a reaction. I, I, I'll probably get a, a text mess, an ugly text message from him after this episode. So, nah. Are no. you going to announce when that certain song has been mentioned? Just so that everyone's aware. Well, there's my bottom five. I'm sure there's at least one song in there that will probably get a reaction from maybe more than. Well, let's just go and do it. Cause <laughs> yeah. Let's so, just jump in. Okay. Pete first. I'm going to start this off in a very controversial way. My, this is not now because because with Dave Murray I've, I've got a top eleven that I just did okay then I've got there's two songs in the middle and then there's five songs at the bottom now I'm sure the people when they hear this first song in my bottom five Matt and then they find out what mm-hmm. the two middle songs are are gonna really be pissed off <laughs> I might even be well actually I've got a quick question then okay so of this bottom five is the first thing you mentioned the best of the worst yes or is this yes. the worst of the worst yeah 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 it's gonna go uh the best it's just going in order yeah of of and like I said I we lit I literally put this list together in in half an hour I didn't this is not me listening to all of these songs over and over and going, okay, wait a minute. This song's a little better than that. Charlotte the Harlot's better than this one. This is Stale Life is better than this one. You know, Rainmaker's better than this one. It's, it's me looking at the titles and going, okay. Now, there, I did listen to a couple of things earlier, just like just to hear the intro of it and go, okay, okay, yeah. But other than that, it's not very, you know, this is me. We're not talking about Nesbitt here who. This is, yeah, this is not deep. Yeah, this Blighty is stretch. This is this is this is Uncle Steve. This is not Nesbitt. So, okay, Matt. So I'm gonna go first. So we'll do. You know, we'll just go in order. I'll read one. You read one. Cool. The first song in my top, or the first song in my bottom five, Matt, <laughs> mm-hmm. from the album Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Oh, you know what? You've started off with fighting words. The prophecy. <laughs> I'm not a fan of your first pick. I'll tell you that right now. You gonna throw gloves with me or something? Do you know what? I really, really didn't see that coming. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, like, that kind of cut me deep. Like I said, wait till you hear the songs that are right above this. <laughs> oh, and this is just this is just me saying, what do I want to listen to? If I was gonna want to yep. play these songs, I don't. The prophecy to me is near the bottom on. Uh, that album, even though it's musically, it's got some good stuff in it. So I don't hate the song, but you know, it's just, it's for fun, you know? Okay. Take a so I'm going to go out there and def- go ahead. I'm going to defend myself straight away because I found it really hard to separate the Dave songs into two groups, into what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it like that. Okay. And I'm going to start off with, uh, I'm gonna put lightning strikes twice. Okay, there. okay. I can't. I cannot argue that one. I still like it. Yeah. But you know, it's a list, and I've got to put it somewhere. Exactly. And I told you, I said I don't like doing this before we started. Yeah, you did. So I really struggled. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just I like it. It's for fun, you know. What I mean, because yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't. I did not put the prophecy down here to elicit a response from anybody. I was just like, I just know it will elicit a response from somebody but I don't want, I'm not trying to. 
you know, you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like, or you like some things better than other things. So number two in my bottom five list of Dave Murray songs that he wrote or co-wrote because he only, he only wrote the only song he wrote by himself is Charlotte the Harlot. So number two on my list comes from Matt comes from the book of souls and it is the man of sorrows. Yeah. You know, I can give you that. I can, um, I can look past that. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't. I didn't include that one, two, three. Yeah, and I had them all listed here. Okay. I think now I may have made a little mistake. Uh oh. Uh, hey, so no one I'm knows. No one knows your list except you. So you want to adjust it while we're talking. You don't have to say. You just pretend you're just going. Let me think about. It. You know, let's talk about this. Yeah, and I, I could do that. But you know, I'm not convincing enough to get away with it. <laughs> and I'm, uh, okay. No. So so what I went with. And again, it's, this is a song I, I do kind of like from an album that I don't care for. And that is Age of Innocence. So it's just something that I don't listen to very often yeah. because of the album that it's from. I just from don't Dance care of that Death, album. yeah. Yeah. I can um, see that. But I, I don't mind that. There's some, there's some good parts in Coming that. from you, I can see that. So, yeah. Yeah. You I may... guess that would be a... I'd imagine that's a pretty deep cut from that album. It is. It is. And you may... Now, now that I know you put in your bottom five, you might be a little uh, upset here in a while. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, because if you put it in your bottom half, or some of the songs that you would put in your bottom half, I just couldn't agree with. But I think all, when Dave uh, gets a writing credit, yeah. it's usually because it's a gem. It's yeah, a gem. I agree, I agree. That's the way I feel. And let me, let me just add this. I have mm-hmm. never written a song as good as any of these songs that I'm saying are in my bottom five. <laughs> so. I think we all know that. Likewise. So, okay, my number three, you know, and there's only so many, and, and I, uh, let's see here. You know what? I'm doing a shakeup right now, Matt. I'm going to change one of my lit, one of my, uh, one of my, uh, listings here. I'm going to go number three. No, never mind. When Two Worlds Collide from Virtual Eleven. You know, I thought about that for a little bit, but that was one of the songs I did like of Virtual Eleven. Yeah. I almost so, swapped it with something from an... No, never mind. I was about to... Uh, I was about to make a change when you were discussing that. I was going to try and sneakily insert Man of Sorrows, but I won't do that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with... Uh, if you don't like it less, if you like it less than one of these other ones, then do it. Well, it's, sometimes it's not that I don't like something less. It's just that I listen to it less. It's so less favorite. With that. It's a less favorite. Yeah, less less popular. It's got less chance of me listening to it. Sure. And I know that this would be... I'm not going to say controversial, but there'll be people out there thinking, what's this clown thinking? Because I'm going to say Rainmaker. No. Even though it, I know it's a decent, half-decent song, but I don't listen to it. Oh, oh because yeah, half-decent is... is pretty insulting i'd say it's really good so you might be yeah, oh oh matt you just wait you're really gonna be upset now <laughs> bring now, it on bring it on yeah you just wait you just wait till uh you hear james some, something later oh god james is really gonna be upset too i know now that you mentioned that oh gosh yeah i, I think of that and i know there's a few people out there that like it because when i've been on twitter i've seen it 
And it's like, well, I know this song's probably half decent, but I just don't uh, listen to it. This, I'm just looking at some of my choices here, knowing that now, the more I think about it now, you know, I'm just like, it is what it is. So, uh, my next. I thought you were gonna say, I, I thought you were gonna say, I hear you, and I feel better about myself. No, 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 no. We they, look. These are all. I don't hate any of these songs. I like pretty much every one of these songs. So, some I like more than others. So. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I like, some people may not like, obviously, so or as much as I like it. But my next choice, we've said three each, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Correct. So, uh, keeping with the theme of two, uh, let's talk about something that happens twice. Uh, my number four choice is Lightning Strikes Twice, which you've already mentioned. So I did. So, Nothing uh, wrong with the song? Yeah, it's not bad. It somewhere. The chorus... Is a little, you know, where he's maybe lightning strikes twice, maybe you know the way he is that strikes twice, which I don't mind it, but it's yeah. a little, you know, it's a little iffy. But um, go ahead and uh, name me your number four if you will. So do you know what I just found? Uh-oh. I found that I hadn't been uh, reading my list carefully enough. Here it is, Man of Sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> I had it there after all. I just didn't realize. There you Hiding go. in plain sight. I cannot argue with that one bit. Cannot argue with that one bit. So okay, my number five, Matt, and mm-hmm. it only is appropriate and fitting enough that my bottom song written by Dave Murray would come from what I would call my least favorite album that Iron Maiden has ever put out, Matt. Which, as mm-hmm. you know. Is called Fear of the Dark. And this song is, I believe, one of two co-writes he has on this album. But this song made it to the bottom. It's called Chains of Misery. Gasp. Gasp, really? Big, big gasp. Oh, yeah. I know. I, I can see my two middle songs are going to be the ones you're thinking I was going to put there. One of those. <laughs> okay, so... I struggle with um, my last pick, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think if I can change it real quickly, and I don't think I can. Go ahead, and I'm going to talk for just a second, because <clears throat> you said it was difficult for you to come up with your yeah. bottom five one, and when I, when this is the one song when we were reading through them earlier to make sure we got them all, I realized I had skipped it, and as soon as I skipped it, I, I saw it, and I thought, okay, that's going to be my bottom one, because not only is it to me, not the greatest song. It's on what my, you know, the album. I, if I'm ranking the albums, I would rank it number 17. So it, it made it just like an obvious choice. Like, you know, like I said, we're not, you know, we're not doing the deep Nesbit analysts and an analysis of this. It's, it's, it's fun. It's talking some Iron Maiden and it's going to help us talk a little bit about different albums and all this. So it's fun. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Fun. This, this is. Yeah. Happy, this happy. Is not fun. <laughs> I feel bad about saying it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick. <gasps> I know what you're. You know what? I wrote say. down Charlotte. I wrote down Charlotte the Harlot. Oh! I was trying. I was trying to see if I could change it out for something else. Now I like. I actually I listened. I watched um, the Ruskin Arms gig uh-huh. from when back when Paul was playing. Yeah. And I was like, I like this song. I just don't like the lyrics, but yeah. I like the vocal melodies and I like the energy. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I've got to pick that. Oh, I've got to do it. You already I said it. I feel bad about doing it. Wow. It's, you know what? See, so I, it has been written. 
I, I'm not going to argue too much with you because I'm going to say that that song originally was in my bottom five. Mm-hmm. And then I did a little more thinking about it, and it I won't tell you exactly if it's in the top ten or the middle two yet, but it's somewhere. So let's uh, – how about this? I think we should go – no, let's just go in order. Let's just go in order. Dave Murray's top t- 11. I have 11 at the top here. So top oh, 11 – you know, because it's like Spinal Tap. You know, uh, you know why it's eleven? Because you know, eleven's one more than ten. So, tis. So, Dave Murray, top eleven songs that are either you know that are co-written by Dave Murray. So, why don't you? Uh, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, you can start. Okay. So, I think this will come as no surprise to anybody. Actually, I think this will come as a surprise to some, but. My number one Dave Murray co-written song, Matt, from mm-hmm. a brilliant, brilliant album. Oh, God, I love this song so much. If you're talking it up like this, it must be the same as mine. The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Oh, it wasn't, Ooh. as it turned out. Yeah. So brilliant. Do you have anything else you wanted to say on that? Just because I do agree, it's a very good song. Just a brilliant song. I love it, love it, love it. So, in fact, that could that used to be my favorite song from. Let let me add something here, too, because here lately, you know, for the longest time, and this is going to really, I don't know if this will shock you, shock you, but this will probably make you sit up straight in your seat for a minute. For the longest time, I've been saying that my favorite Iron Maiden album, Matt is a matter of life and death. Are you uh, rethinking this? I am. It is. I want to say that Brave New World is in, like I've just been lately, just kind of been thinking about both of them and thinking, wow, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. It's just, I I, I haven't pulled the plug on it or pulled the trigger and, and said, and will definitively say that yet. But man, I love both of them. I mean, those are my top two albums. I mean, I don't think that's a secret. If it isn't, if it was a secret, it's not anymore. My number one and two currently are A Matter of Life and Death and Brave New World. I think those could shift around on a given day because I love Brave New World too. So, so okay. Yeah, anyway, see, I have a top, I have a top three just since we were talking about, and I can't, I'd interchange all of them because I can't settle on one. Can I guess what the third one is? Or is it, are those two in it? Uh, are you talking about the albums? Yeah, my. Yeah, you can tell me what you think they are. Uh, well, I'm 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 guessing those two, and then Power Slave. No, Power Slave isn't Seventh Son. The Seventh Son is a uh, matter of life and death. Is and you are wrong on the third. Okay, you, I'll give you one more guess on the third. You'd probably be surprised, and then maybe not surprised because I've spoken. Okay, about let me it think. Before. Well, I know it's not Dance of Death. <laughs> It'd be a oh, dark I know what horse it is. for a lot of people. Final Frontier. There you go. <laughs> I know you. I know you. Never get bored of those three. I know. I, I know you have a a very uh, strong love of that one. So okay. So what is I your? Do, I do. What is your number one Dave Murray track? From Peace of Mind, Still Life. I love that song. Okay. Okay. And I especially loved watching the the original Made in England version of that. Okay. I it was top notch. That's uh. That's my number one. Yeah, Matt. You're gonna. <laughs> 
You're going to be kind of upset with me in a bit. Are you going to tank out on this one, are you? Uh, I'm not going to say that. I, it's a good song. It's a good song. Um, how about, let's, 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 uh, let's save that for a little while here. Um, for a good while here. <laughs> um, my number two, and this this will probably shock some people, because my number two is also from the Brave New World album. And it is, in a way, it's kind of a controversial song, Matt. I'm sure you know what I mean when I say oh, that. I, now num- I know where you're going. Yeah. My number two, is, I'm going to say, is Nomad. The Nomad. So another, even though it was, uh, you know, even though some of the guys from, uh, oh gosh, uh, what was the name of the band? <laughs> I can't remember the name now. Beck. Uh, was it called? Beck. Beck. Beckett. Beckett. Not Beck. Oh, is it Be- oh Beckett. Okay. Yeah. yeah even though there's some guys Beckett. from Beckett, that, or at least one guy that deserves a co-write on that. Uh, either way, it's it's a brilliant song musically. It goes. It, it's got that Middle Eastern feel to the to the uh, some of the music. So good. I love that song too. That's my number two, Dave Murray. What's your number two? My number two. It. I think it was our number one in a previous discussion uh, from somewhere in time. Deja vu. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Can't, we I can't argue that. That's a that's a good song. Can't argue that one. No, I think that was my favorite off somewhere in time. And um, like I said, whenever I saw Dave Murray's name next to a song, it was usually because it was top notch. And that's what I think of that. That that real quick pace to it. And yeah. Oh, it's yeah. one of my all time favorite Maiden songs. And since we experienced a little deja vu earlier, so <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did indeed. So it's appropriate. <laughs> all right. So. Um, the number three Dave Murray song for myself. And this will probably not shock anybody. It won't shock you. I don't think, um, the reincarnation of Benjamin Brieg, a bloody brilliant song. I love it. So <laughs> that was a song that I was never into until I saw that performed live. Mm-hmm. And that song took on a whole new meaning. Once I saw that, I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, really good song. So I like that one a lot. What about you? Number three and for you. Having said that, it wasn't enough to crack my top three. <laughs> and so as I've said before, sometimes the songs I like aren't always the best songs that are written. Uh-oh. And in this case, I'm going to put a little shout out to Fear of the Dark. I knew it. <laughs> Can you feel anything? Yeah, you could. Uh, Judas, Be My Guide. I love that song. Oh, yeah. I think it's that's... great. It's one of those short, sharp, straight to the point. Love Bruce's vocals. I love the music on that. I think yeah, it's a great, song. great chorus. That is one of the songs that mm-hmm. I listened to uh, before we um, played this, and and I was actually listening to the song before it, <laughs> and then of course Judas Be My Guide started, and I was like, I'm not turning this off. So yeah, it's a. Um, I think it's a special little song. It just gets lost in a oh, in an averageish kind of album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number four. And it's funny because here we are at, at my top four Dave Murray songs, and I still have not cracked classic era Iron Maiden. I'm sure <laughs> some people would be really offended about it, but my number four is also from the Brave New World album, and it, he only has one other co-write on Brave New World, and it's the title track, Brave New World. Another excellent song. Not a bad song. Mm-hmm. So, Despite the repetition in the chorus. Uh, you know, but Bruce sounds so good singing it. 
And he does. musically, it's a great song musically as well. It's not just, you know, sometimes the, the chorus can ruin a song, but this chorus doesn't ruin it for me. I, it's, I just, I just like the song. So yeah, for this, I like the song. I actually prefer the music in this. I really yeah, love the music. Yeah, in yeah. And having said that, I will visit the same album. Uh-oh. But I'm going to go with The Thin Line in this place. Uh-huh. So like I said, I think this is a, a great song, and Bruce in particular has an awesome vocal performance on this. It was, oh, yeah. um, it was the chorus that I loved in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's killer. Good music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a, it's an excellent way to finish that album. Oh, so, man. I, yeah. This is... I wish that they could have done this live. Now, whether Bruce could have pulled it off, yeah. don't know. Oh, it would have been awesome to hear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he could nail that live. Who knows? Maybe he could, but we'll never find out. <laughs> we won't. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, my next one is something you've already named and uh, something we've already experienced tonight. A little deja vu. <laughs> so, my number five is Deja Vu. Another excellent, excellent song. Tis indeed. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What's your number five? So my number five, uh, a little bit of magic off of No Prayer for the Dying. I am going to go with Public Enema number one. Wow. And that is that not a, a song you would go to? Um, that was the one I almost subbed out for my bottom five. And it's oh, is that right? not because I don't like, I think when I look at it, I just think of, you know, and the press beat comes the scapegoat. Public enema number like just just having the word enema in the title of your song, even though it's <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. I do like the um you know the play on words of it, but I do so like the song. I, yeah, I, I, it's not I in my see bottom your point five. exactly, but I can't help that they use that word in that song. Yeah, because I love the music and I love the the vocals in that as well. I like the melodies in it. Uh, it was uh, I, that might have been between that and No Prayer for the Dying, were probably my two favorite songs off that album. I uh, did I did put it ahead of the prophecy. <laughs> if that yes, makes you feel any better, not really. As did <laughs> as did you. Well, you know, prophecy has its place uh, in different places for people, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So next on my list here, I guess this would be my number six, right? Two, four, five, six. Another song that you've mentioned before already, and it's a my favorite song from Fear of the Dark. And if anyone's familiar with that episode, then they already know what my choice is. But it's Judas Be My Guide as well. I love, love, love that song. The chorus, Can't argue. you know, Bruce's uh, vocals layered in the chorus is really, really, really good. And the little intro is good and oh, so good. Yeah, his delivery on that's top notch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what about you? You're number six. Well, I'm going to visit Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And I put in the prophecy. Okay. Because although it may feel like a song that joins two other songs together, I do like it in its own right. I like the melodies and I like the, the vocals in this as well. And I think it's a very, very underrated little track. Mm. It's under something. <laughs> very, very, very underrated little track. Obviously. I would like to see this as, as a little transition piece in a, in a live show. But yeah. It's not going to happen either. I like it musically. But, I do like the song musically. I just, I just, to me, it's the, 
the the whole vocal melody, you know, now I know that the right time has come. My prediction will surely be true. The impending disaster removes and the whole I just don't like that. I don't like the the melody. You know, Uncle Steve, I too once thought like you. <laughs> but then I but then I saw the light and I was like, no, this song's real. I used to think this was the weakest track on that album and I never used to really consider it a song mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was one day I guess I just turned around and I thought no this is a little piece of little piece of magic I love it so let me ask you this would you rank the prophecy above or below the clairvoyant on that album <laughs> uh, I would take the prophecy mm. Mm. well clairvoyant. clairvoyant's got an energy about it and all but and, you know, when I say I don't care for it, you know, that's a strong album. So, I don't know. I, it's my least favorite track on that album, The mm-hmm. Clairvoyant. But then that's also saying, you know, it's still still some praise there for it because it's still a really strong album from start to finish. Just my least favorite track. Gotcha. That's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to point that out. And and there's the next song I want to point out here is, and, and I'm, I'm hoping you're taking note that there's a certain song that you named all the way at the top that still hasn't hit my list yet. Um, oh, yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, so so maybe hearing this next song is really going to upset you. But my, uh, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six. My number seven is a song from Dance of Death called Rainmaker. A quick, brilliant little song, especially after the... The week opening on Wildest Dreams. That song really kicks in and it's, it's very quick. Like you almost are at the second chorus a minute or maybe the you're into the first chorus like a minute into the song already. Yeah. You know, most my, most Maiden songs in this era, you're not even through with the intro <laughs> in a minute, you know. So I really like Rainmaker a lot. I really like Rainmaker a lot. So that's my number I wish- seven. What is your number seven? Yeah. My number seven is The Nomad. So as you'd already discussed, mm-hmm. it's just a, this is another song where I didn't care for it for a start. When it first came out, I thought it was one of the lesser tracks. And I think it was probably the music that that caught me up. And unfortunately, my favorite part of the, the music was that little plot along that was uh, cut and pasted. <laughs> but it's a good track. I can't get around the fact that it's still a good track. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, they good vocal performance, good music. They paid off whoever they had to pay off to get it. So <clears throat> to borrow or yeah, beg, borrow, or steal. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a little of all three. What they say, see, oh, I, I was going to say one of the little uh, catchy names that you said someone had, had mentioned about a certain bass player. But I, you're going to do it. You're going to you're going to do the one fix that they used to say, steal Harris or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was Steve Harris. What I prefer Iron was. Steve Harris. So there you, there you go. Instead of instead of Steve. I was going to do it, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't no, do I it. You did it for me. Okay, so my next song. I hope you're still taking note here. My next song mm-hmm. comes from one of your favorite albums by Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's called "The Man Who Would Be King." I really like "The Man Who Would Be King." I like the story of it. You know, the uh, guy who did something and he doesn't regret it. You know, there's not a day that goes by that he regrets it. So it's a good song. I really like that. I think one that too. was a, it's a, um, it's not the, it's a good ending towards that album. Yeah. I think that's a real strong part of it. those last few songs. I love all those. Yes. Me so too. No, that's a good one. I like that one as well. So, 
what's up? So, what's up next for you? What's up, Doc? So for me, <laughs> I had uh, Chains of Misery, and I don't know. It's it's a funny little song. It's got like the little um, little gang chorus, you know, your chains of misery. But mm. Dave's got an awesome little solo that he rips into, and it just yeah. to me it makes that song. I like the rest of it, yeah. but it transcends to a new mm. level Oof. when it gets to him. And um, no, it's mm. that's one of the ones I would go to to listen wow. to. <laughs> wow, wow, pulls me in. That's <laughs> literally my bottom song. <laughs> It, there's no accounting for taste. Like I wow. said, sometimes yeah, yeah. the songs that aren't the best written are the ones I like the most. There's not a Can lot of songs. Like I said, there's not a lot of Maiden songs that I just don't think are very good, but that's one of them that I just <laughs> don't think is very good. So that's okay, though. Well, that's okay. It's their own. But Matt. Uh, are I coming I, back I, next week? Come <laughs> hey, of course you are. Of course you are. <laughs> you're, you're part of the. <laughs> you're part of the. Well, unless Kirsty's available. Yeah, exactly. You're part of the gang, Matt. I mean, and I don't mean the gang oh, vocals okay. on Chains of Misery. <laughs> so, so when you're running with, oh, I was going to say running with the gang, running with the pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You're talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not there yet. We're going to be yeah. talking about Yannick songs next. So, uh, um, so Matt, you're going to be very, very happy to know that my number nine song mm-hmm from Dave Murray. And I'm sure, uh, I know James will be probably happy to hear this is still life. Good tune. You know, I like it a lot, but it's, this is one that when I was younger, I just didn't like it very much when I was younger and I've grown to like it, but I just never have grown to love it. And I like the song like musically it's really good, but I just, I don't know. There's just something, maybe part of it is that will give me peace of mind. You know that stupid line that so he does. So I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask you a question then. Have you only heard this on Peace of Mind, or have you heard the live version? I've heard the live one. Yeah, I just it's it's, it's been a oh, while. Yeah, still doesn't. Huh? Ah, okay. I was going to say because I could understand if you've only heard the studio version, mm-hmm. but once I heard it live, I said, "Oh no, this rips." When when Dave's in his solo and he's just oh on fire. Well, you know what they say, uh, when a song is played live, it's the great equalizer, Matt. It is. I think there was a, I was going to say a wise man, but maybe a man with semi-intelligence. Yeah, a man man with an (laughs) accent, just like yours told me that once. (laughs) (laughs) So It's the truth, though. Yeah. It brings it out. Yeah. Like I said, I don't dislike it, but it's just, it's just not, you know, I, I would rather play the other songs, and I'm sure... This is where, you know, this is where I had a conversation with James. The first time we ever talked on the phone, he was telling me how he was yelling at me while he was listening to my podcast once. You know, he was in his garage working on his car mm-hmm. and he was yelling at me. This is a time when I feel like he's yelling at me. So sorry, James. So uh, what's your next? What's your number nine? Number nine. I went with Brave New World. Okay. And as we said before, you know, good music. Um Nothing wrong with that song. I don't mind the repetition in the chorus because I get past it with the music. Okay. Okay. That's a, it's lower than I would expect, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, my number 10. And this is another song from an album that you're not a big fan of from dance mm-hmm. of death. We are going with age of innocence. I like Age of Innocence, even though it's not the greatest. 
It's a deep cut. I like it. So. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I didn't want to put it where it was, but I had to put something somewhere. You know that that riff in it, that ticka ticka dan, ticka ticka dan, ticka ticka dan, ticka ticka dan. I just think it's it's pretty pretty good chugging riff. So I like it. Yep. So number ten for you, Matt. So for my number ten, one that we've already discussed from Brave New World, uh, everything changed when I saw it live. Benjamin Brig. Oh yeah. Because I thought it was just kind of a, you know, plot along kind of song when I heard it on the album. Mm-hmm. And, but no, once I saw it live, poof, blew me away. I thought this has got so much more to it than, it's just the energy behind it. It's just, I don't know, just took me, took me and shook me. Oh, yeah. And Especially when that, when it kind of stops and then that, that, when that kind of says, boom, bum, 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 Yeah, that's really awesome. I could, I can still see Steve, you know, on certain beats, just bang, bass up in the air, you know, shooting yeah. people down the front or whatever. <laughs> Loved it. It just, it's funny. I can't think of many songs where I did such a big turnaround after I've seen a live performance of it, but no, that was one that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was down in your neck of the woods, too, by the way, when I saw that. When you saw it in Dallas, eh? It was 2010. Oh, I wish I would have been there. I was not at that one, so. Yeah, that was uh, night number one of that tour, and I was very, very lucky to see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for me, this is my number 11, my last uh, in my top 11, and it's, I just felt like I didn't need to put this in the bottom, so I put it, I moved it up to the bottom of the top, so it's Charlotte the Harlot. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it lyrically, you know, it's pretty pedestrian lyrically it's it's you know mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff on their first album really is this way but you know it musically it's a really really good song the the part where the music breakdown goes you know and he's like there was a time when you left me standing there and all that <laughs> stuff oh it's so good so good but uh it's just i do like the song i like the song more than i used to and i do like the song it's just uh and, you know, even looking at my list right now, I might would put it over Still Life and Age of Innocence, to be honest with you. So, so you know what, Matt? I'm moving this to number nine, and Still Life is number 10, and Age of Innocence is my number 11. <laughs> okay, it's like that, is it? That's okay. how I did it. So I'm only doing it at the end. So there we go. No, you know what? Like I said, I felt bad putting it where it was. Yeah. Because um, I do like the energy. It just come down to the, I guess, the lyrics. Like it's... Yeah. Kind of juvenile lyrics, but yeah, vocal melodies and whatever. The energy you can't deny it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But my number 11 is another little track from No Prayer for the Dying. I saw this coming. And you did? Yeah. Fate's warning. You knew yeah, I was going to pick I, that. I, I was thinking to myself, it's fate. It's fate. <laughs> warning you. As warning fate you would have it. <laughs> Fate's warning. Fate's- yeah, so I know I said um, Public Enema and, and No Prayer. But this was one of the other ones I really liked yeah. uh, when it first came out. So that is number 11 for me. Yeah, I, I do like Fate's Warning. I, I like I like Fate's Warning and I like Public Enema number one. Those are both the songs that I did not put in my bottom or my top. Um, you know, and maybe, God, you, you're going to maybe, you might not like this very much, but I could even see replacing one of those with Still Life. <laughs> It's hard. Like I thought the Dave Murray stuff is just yeah. really hard to work with for a list like this. Because yeah. some of them, I can't really place them one, two, three, four, five, because they're all equal to me. Yeah. Like they're usually a Dave Murray song is a track that I would gravitate towards on an album. 
Like without even knowing that it was his him that's been credited. Yeah. They're usually the songs that I like the most as it turns out. Okay, so tough day at the office. Let me ask you this. Do you think James will resign from being a co host when he hears this episode? <laughs> Hello, James. Will you uh, resign, man? James- <laughs> Well, I, well, it's not about resigning. It's about, hey, just, you know, I won't get the call back. Well, you know, it, it, I, it could be that word either way. Will you resign or will you resign? <laughs> well, that's a good question. So I don't know. You know what? James would be James, and I'm sure that there's more than James that would uh, yeah. look at my list disapprovingly. Sure. Um, that's just where it, That's how I feel. You today. know, the way I look at it, James knows better than we do, but he's not here I'm to sure say. I'm sure he does. So. You know, unfortunately, he's too many hours ahead of us to do this sort of thing most many times. So, but let's um, true. we're gonna take a swing. We're gonna swing back around now to the third, fourth ever guitar player in Iron Maiden at, on an album, and uh, go to Yannick Gers. Oh, you know, I just realized that this list is going to um, upset some people. I didn't really. Now I think about it. I didn't really put this into a order, a true order. I'm, I mean, I didn't. Well, look, just go ahead and you look at your list for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read through the songs real quick that are on this list. Um, you've got uh, Como Esta Amigos. You got the Alchemist, Shadows of the Valley, Two A.M., The Unbeliever, Gates of Tomorrow, The Mercenary, Montsegur, The Aftermath, Look for the Truth, Two A.M., Wasting Love, The Apparition. Fear is the key, uh, Lord of the Flies, The Edge of Darkness, 2AM, The Unbeliever, um, Legacy, Book of Souls, Talisman, Dream of Mirrors, Pilgrim, Montsegur, uh, Out of the Silent Planet, uh, Ghost of the Navigator. Uh, I think I've named most of them. So There's a lot of them. Uh, hold on a minute. One, two. I've messed my whole list up. I've just realized for Yannick. What'd you do? I was cutting and pasting from a, I'd put it into an email for a start, then went to move it up to a Word document. Okay. And somehow I've, I picked up Judas. Oh. Would have been at number one for Yannick, so I don't know how that happened. Yeah. And I'd left off something else, cut something else out. One, and two, Judas three, isn't even a Yannick four. song. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. I don't know how I did it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I've got ten, but probably not the real ten I want, but still ten that I like. Maybe eleven. Maybe eleven if you're lucky. Could be, yeah, could be. I've got eleven. I've got to start I gotta put some numbers next to these things, but um that's okay. Um so do you feel like you want to start with the bottom or the top with the Anik? Uh let's Let's do the let's do the top. Okay, yeah, and then we'll end we'll mix it up with the lower half. So, beca- oh, actually, I got a quick question for you. Yeah. So, are you including tracks from the seventeenth album? No, no, I did not include those just because I know that you have not heard those. Be- oh, okay. Now, Maybe if I need to change something, if I did, oh man, where would yeah. I where would I put? Um, I'm just looking at my list. I think both of those, both of those would definitely crack my top eleven. Now it'd be tough to figure out where I'd put them, man. Because oof, like I'm thinking of Stratego and Stratego. Well, I did put Stratego in there. Stratego in there. Oh, you did? 
Okay. I did. I don't. Let's. I'll do Stratego. I'll add Stratego if you want. I'm gonna put. You can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put Stratego right there. So let me. All right. So we're we doing ten or eleven for Yannick. Uh, we'll do eleven. Okay. Uh, so let me make this the eight. All right. I think I'm about ready. If I'm gonna let you start this one because I started the last one. So okay, so everyone thought that my uh, my last list was pretty poor. Oh boy! Then you will not be impressed by this list <laughs> because, and you certainly won't be impressed by my first song. But it is a song. I think it's a pretty poignant song, and I like the music. I like the lyrics, and I do like the vocal delivery. And most people would not like this album, and probably not this song. It's Comestia Amigos. Oh wow! I like that's a beautiful song. It is. It? I really like that song a lot. I really like that song a lot. And I've tried, I've tried to paint that as nicely as possible so I don't get any hatred for it. Oh no! It, is it the best best song? Maybe not, but I just think it's a beautiful song. Yeah, I, I um, I won't say anything yet. So, uh, my number one is one that I don't think anybody could argue with. I don't think anybody could argue with this. Even you who just listed Como Esta Amigos. I still don't think you would argue with <laughs> this. And I like Como Esta. That's my favorite song on that album. Um, my number one, I'm just going to come out and say it because it's incredible song. Out of the Silent Planet. Good tune. Incredible. Oh, I like that one. Love, love, love that song. Love that song from Brave New World. So I think that they played that song a couple of times live. They did, but not much. So unfortunately, no, I know they played, I, I think it was in Argentina. I've seen it yeah. and I like that song a lot, but it just didn't seem to translate live. I didn't think. Yeah. I think there's a lot of layered vocals on that song. Uh-huh. And I think that the live environment, you know, Adrian and, Steve are not going to be able to mimic the way those vocals sound. And I think I heard it on talking maiden. I'm pretty sure he played it on there. So, but yeah, yeah. I reckon he probably would have. but I love that. So uh, what is your number two? My number two, probably another controversial pick, <laughs> but uh, so from another album that um, no one cares for much, apparently Uh-oh. Uh from fear of the dark, be quick or be dead. Love the pace. I love Whoa. Bruce's snarly vocals. Is that a Yannick? Uh, is this. that a Yannick co-write? Ah, uh, don't tell me. Have I taken the wrong thing? Uh, let me dead. let me double check. I've got a be quick or be dead. It's in the list. Is it? Did yeah. I miss that? Let me look. It's I, I must have missed that because uh, songs written by Mister Yannick Gers. Let me see here. Oops. Let me go further up here. Now I didn't go back and look at the album credits. I used the uh, my friend's wiki. Uh, yeah, I was just using Wikipedia as well. Um, you know what? You're right. It is. I, I missed it. Thank you. I missed it because it said Yannick Gers written on there instead of just Gers. So I'm going to continue my gotcha. list and pretend that song does not exist. So, And actually... At this point in time or ever? Uh, well, let me just say it this way. It would not make my top 11. So, 
Oh, see, that's a song I love. I, uh, I like I'd it. I'd love to hear them bring that back. I like it, but I just, I literally, as as quick as I realized that, I bre- I breezed through my top 11, and I went, nah, I'd rather hear these songs over that one, so. All right. <laughs> uh, I think that's a great opener. I love Bruce's snarly vocal. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, um, that set, it opened the album uh, with some ferocity, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Number two, uh, for me, wow, be quick or be dead, man. You're, you're, wow. So sometimes I just like the songs that aren't the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's, it's personal preference, so. But it's just you know, you still hear it and you go, oh my god, I can't believe you did that. So for mm-hmm. me, I don't listen think, to the song. You might change your mind. I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> I don't think it would become against some of these though. Uh, my number two <laughs> is a song that, uh, well, it that you can't argue with again it's from my favorite possibly favorite iron maiden album of all time a matter of life and death and it's called the legacy matt the legacy another killer 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 and i really wonder what what you have what, what these songs what does yannick write in these songs does he come in with all the music and then steve fine tunes it that's kind of what i'm thinking Steve writes the lyrics That's what I and imagine. fine-tunes it, maidenizes it, I guess as some people say. But yeah. but the legacy is my number two, Matt. What about your number three? Three? My number three? Uh, off a more recent album from The Book of Souls. The song, The Book of Souls. I really, really like that. Mm. Loved it live, and I love the studio version as well. Bruce's vocals and that. Top notch. Brilliant, brilliant choice, Matt. Brilliant choice. Um, And this may be the only time this happens, Matt, but my number three is also (laughs) The Book of Souls. We agree. I would not have seen that coming. Yeah, it's a, that's just a phenomenal song. Whenever people want to talk bad about Yannick or, oh, well, his, you know, he's not really good for the band. I mean, these songs that we're naming, none of these songs may exist without Yannick. So, you know, out of the silent planet. Ooh, I wouldn't want to give that one up. Legacy. I wouldn't want to give that one up. Book of souls. Wouldn't want to give that one up. So number four for you, Matt is out of the silent planet. So we agreed. Cannot argue uh, with that. Yep. In the top four, it's a, uh, it's got a real interesting sound, the rhythm in that. And that was just one that, Right from the get-go. Yeah. Always liked it. And just unfortunately, when I saw it live, didn't seem to, to translate. But good song nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my number four is another song written by Yannick, obviously, that comes from one of your top three albums. Mm-hmm. And it is called The Talisman. I love The love Talisman. It. Great story. Just musically phenomenal song. It, it takes what almost three minutes to really get going, but that to me that it whole does. that whole musical interlude, the whole thing that starts at the beginning of it, man, it's just brilliant. I love it. I've made a a massive faux pas here, and, and let me add this uh, while you fix your faux pas, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce just soars. You know when the when whenever the song finally kicks in, you know, and he starts just. His his voice is just so up there. Oh gosh, I just mm, 
Love it. I love that. So, well, I'm glad you uh, brought that song up because that wasn't listed in my list, and I don't know how I didn't realize that. So, do you want to do you need to rearrange yeah. anything here? Well, I would have. I would have put Talisman up a, a few notches higher. Where, love that song. Where would you have put it? Jeez, uh, you know what? That'd be. I think I might have put that to number two. Okay, so I would have still kept Comestai above it. So move everything down a notch, down. and that's where your number two is. And instead, two is. That's uh, a idea. So what did you say your number original number two was? So my original number two was be quick and be. Dip, so that's now number three. Number three. Your number three. Book of Souls. Was Book of Souls. So Book of Souls is four. Okay. And, and then out of the silent planet. It would have been there. But yeah, Talisman. Oh. Do you know I I hoped when I heard that uh, they would play it live. Never ever expected them to really play it live. Yes. Though. And for Bruce to nail it. Oh, I know. The way he does. God. Unbelievable. So good. So and good. this is the song. Doesn't Nesbitt have like a 42-minute version or something? <laughs> I think so. I wouldn't I be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. But this, mm. it's just a, a bit of brilliance there. And the, the storytelling in that, yeah. the, the pace of that song. The intro is long, yeah. but it's uh, it's very broody and moody and just sets it up beautifully. Yeah. Top notch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of, one of Maiden's best songs in their entire catalog, I think. You know what? I prefer that. Sacrilege here. Uh, I would take that over Ryan. I knew you were going to say that. I think I've said that before. Yeah. So I love that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm sure um, mm-hmm. I'm sure last week's or two weeks ago's guest on the show might would uh, have you uh, <laughs> have you hanging by the gallows pole, you know. but uh, Possibly, possibly. But that's okay. <laughs> he, he's missing out. You know, he's missing out, so. You probably won't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. Let's go that way. He does not know. So, doesn't know what he doesn't know. Yeah. 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 That which is not known should probably be discussed, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll just, we'll just leave it to the side. Yeah. So, that was your, that was my number four and your new number two, three, and four. So, what about your number five? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. I went to. Did I say Out of the Silent Planet? I did, didn't I? You did. Ghost of the Navigator. That's your number five? It is. Okay, okay. I like that one a lot, Matt. Loved seeing that live. You probably didn't surprise me to see them perform that live, but to perform it as well as what they did. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, uh, I'm having a little bit of deja vu here because my number five is also Ghost of the Navigator. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's, it's just top notch. Yeah, it's a brilliant song. Uh, I, I'm so glad that it's on the uh, Brave New World, the live album of it, the Rock and Rio. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's good to have that. So I love nothing wrong. I was gonna say nothing wrong with Maiden putting out a, a live album every tour. Oh yeah, I have no problem yeah. with that as long as it's a good one. Yeah. So you know what's interesting though is now they're going to do another tour, right? For Legacy mm-hmm. of the Beast and the new album. So does that mean we will not get a live album for Senjutsu? Because in a sense they've already put out a Legacy of the Beast album. Maybe they'll They did. You know, or maybe they would make an EP out of it 
and you know five or six songs however many they're going to add three you know even if it's a f- three or four i would love to have them live you know so and once you yeah, hear them you'll feel you the same what? way <laughs> yeah i mean i would take a, a new live album because from what i heard of the other one yeah i didn't care for it yeah yeah it just didn't do much for me yeah so matt i was my number five we matched up on number fives so let's see if we can keep it going let's see if we can we can set a pace here and uh, see if we have the same number six well, we can't match for this exact pick because you've already used it. Okay, well. So from A Matter of Life and Death, Ooh. I think one of the, not the perfect album closer, but pretty close to it, yeah. Legacy. It is. I think great, it's a perfect, I think it is a perfect album closer. It's, you know, maybe they've had better well, album closers, but it's a really good one. Bar one. Yeah, I can only think of one that I prefer more. Okay. That fits better. And I think you would know what that's probably going to be. Mm, I'm not sure. Was it from Brave New World? Hallowed. I think Hallowed is just a perfect album closer. Okay, yeah. This would be second to that. Okay, okay. Wow, that's that's some high praise there. So it is. So, so my number six. I'm kind of curious if this is even going to show up on your top eleven list. Um, but my number six is the Dream of Mirrors. I think, and I think I added the because that's the way Bruce says it on that album. The Dream of Mirrors, this one. Yeah, thank you. So I really, really, you know, I started thinking about it because I used to not like Dream of Mirrors. You know, the way it starts, mm-hmm. it starts pretty immediately. Then it goes in, then it goes into the slow thing. But then I think of that chorus. I only dream in black and white. I only dream because I'm alive. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, that's one I'd never cared for that. Mm. Yeah. And then I, I come to to like it, and I I agree with you about the intro. Yeah. But I don't really know how I feel about it. I I think I just kind of I like it, but not not as much as some of the other ones. But okay. I think that's the problem okay. That I have with it. Okay. So but having said that, your next one's going to be number um, seven. It is, and it's another Blaze track. Okay. From the X Factor, Sign of the Cross. I used to love whoa, whoa, driving whoa. around listening. I don't think Yannick co-wrote that. What did I do here? Well, I'm, pre- I'm quite sure that's a Steve Harris only. Um, yeah, that's Steve Harris by himself. That's not what it says here. Well, I don't think... Well, I mean, I didn't look at the pro- I'm pretty sure that's Steve Harris only. Of course, Wiki could be lying to me. I mean, I don't think... Oh, you know what? There's two different things. On on one Wiki page, it says Steve Harris. Yeah. On the other one, it says Yannick and... I don't have... Okay, I'm well, looking back here to see if I have the X Factor vinyl, and I don't think I have it. Because that surprised me when I thought, okay, I didn't realize that, yeah. but that's a top song. I'm pretty sure oh. that's, that's a Steve Harris solo song, or written, you know, by himself, so... No egg on my face. So you want to put Dream of Mirrors in there instead? <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Okay. Uh, in that case, I'm going to take that out. And I will drop Stratego in there. Okay, so your number seven is Stratego now. Tis, okay. apparently. Okay. Now that Wiki led me astray. Uh, no, I really like that song. It's um, one of the few that I've heard off the, the latest one. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask but, ask a question about. So does that make you feel like, knowing that this song is that good, do you feel like I need to go ahead and jump on into that thing? 
You feel like uh, you're getting you closer. Right? You're obviously getting closer. You're not getting farther away from it, but do you That's see an end in sight for that uh, for that album? Uh, yeah, one day I'll get there. It's, <laughs> it's not a priority. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll see it live and some of the other songs live mm. later this year. Wow. You will. Um, Hopefully so. One way or another. Yeah. But no, this song by itself, I uh, I was really impressed. The, the very first time I heard this, I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, that, like classic main. That bass, that, uh, not the bass, but the uh, the drumming on that song is, is for mm. a 70-year-old man, wow. The only thing I didn't like on this song, and I've mentioned it to you yeah, before, I know what you're are those say. really high little keyboard, those sharp little keyboard sounds in the chorus and all. I just don't understand why they were there. Didn't they like to accent the song? And it's actually in know, other spots on the album too. It does. There's other parts on the album where you hear that too. It's it's. I kind of yeah. wonder if it's not to help the sound of the vocals, but then there's parts where there's no vocals and you hear it too. So it's I'm not really sure. It's not needed, I didn't think. But anyway, way. it doesn't change the fact that it's still a good song. But Matt, for an unprecedented third time, we have the same number seven now. So the same song okay. at the same number. Number seven for me is Stratego. That's where I put it. So I good really, choice. like when I heard this song the first time, which is when I listened to the album and it was song number two and it came on, I was just like, wow. I mean, that song sounds like it could have fit in on Peace of Mind or something. It's you know it's the it's a quick song, it feels quick. I think it's still a five minute song, but it's quick, mm-hmm. you know, and it's very upbeat. It feels like it would fit in with the Trooper and with Die with Your Boots On and uh, Sun and Steel things like that. So, oh man, it's so good. You know the, the 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 chorus of the song is really good. Funny enough, Chris from Power Slave that you met in person, he posted on Facebook the other day that he used to play Stratego all the time, the game. He said, I never lost a game of Stratego. And I was like, you actually played this game? Huh, okay. So I'm, I was thinking about trying to get in touch with him and see if I could just get him on to kind of talk about it, just explain the game, you know? Tell us how the game works, even if it's just five minutes worth, just, just to hear how it goes, you know? And he said that this is one of the songs that they were considering live. This is uh, Chris from Power Slave said that. Oh, hang on, sorry. I'm thinking Chris from Made in Texas, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Chris from Made in Texas said that, but Chris from Power Slave is the one who said that he played it. So. Oh, that he... Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, the tale of two Chris's here. So, but... Um, Confusing me, which is easy to do. Yeah, so what's your number eight moving forward here? I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite albums, The Final Frontier. And this song, I already liked it. But the great man himself, Andrew, uh, took Ooh. it to a new level. Okay. The Alchemist. Okay, yeah. When he did the his the whole backstory and all this. I, yeah. I went from all a good song to this is really, really interesting, as it turned out. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that, that song was in my top 11 until I got to Book of Souls and uh, stuff like, you know, got knocked out of the way, so... This song did not make my top eleven, even though it's 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 higher up on the middle level of my songs here. So my number eight is from an album you're not very fond of, and it's a title track of an album you're not very fond of. Dance of Death. Lots of, as um, as Don McIntyre would say, not uh, too <laughs> not enough. What does he say? Too much dancing and not enough prancing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, you, I like parts of it musically. Yeah. As you know, Yannick's solo in it is my favorite part of the song. Yeah, yeah. Turns out. But I like that one. I, I've always, like, I, I got to liking this song a lot more when I heard it on Death on the Road. You know, there's that part, because there's that one kind of, you know, that, to me, the funniest sounding part of the song where it's like, and then the whole band comes in that that's where when i heard it i was like wow that is really cool i really like that so yeah so eight is dance of death for me so number nine matt what is your number nine okay so i'm kind of struggling here between two things and i'm sure i would get ripped for either either choice but I am going to go with a song from the X Factor again. Okay. And it's certainly not one of the best songs, but for something, I don't know, there's something about it. I think it's the, the chorus or whatever, I don't know. Look for the Truth. Oh, wow. Okay. That was one. That's just one of those little deep cuts that I just really enjoyed all the time. I know it's not a popular song, and I know it's not one of the greatest songs. I know it's not one of the best songs yeah. on that album. It's just one of the songs I like. It just gels with me. Okay, okay. Well, that's okay. Um, just to update everybody, I just changed my number 11. <laughs> to look for the truth? No, 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 no. Not, for, not to that. Uh, to uh, I just took something off and, and added it to my middle list of songs now. But uh, I was thinking about when you started, when you said a Blaze song, and I just thought, oh, he's got to be, it's got to be this one. And it, so immediately I thought that that probably needs to be in my in my uh, in my list. So, so um, my number nine is from A Matter of Life and Death, and it is I think the shortest song on the album, The Pilgrim. So, mm-hmm. I think that's got a really cool chorus. You know that it's got a really sinister sounding chorus to it. You know, changing the water into wine and all that stuff. It's just the way they sing it. It's really cool. So, I like that one. For number nine. No, that was one of the ones I th- I thought about that and then held off on it. Okay. And now that you've mentioned it, it's making me think about it again, but I'm not going to go with it. Okay. So, so you've only got two left. Sum- you've got your 10 and 11. So what's your number 10? My number 10, probably another controversial pick, from Book of Souls, Shadows of the Valley. I do like that song. I do too. I liked, ex- I liked it better the first time, though, when it was called Wasted Years. <laughs> I do like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I do like it. I don't know what it. There's just something catchy about it. I don't know. Nothing really stands out. It's just a, a decent solid track. It's like a, I don't know, like a mainstay for me. I enjoy that. I like the way the music. You know, the way when he starts singing. You know, when he's like, as the raven again passes by, and the way the music is uh-huh. kind of going along with it. It's it's just it's a the little. Melodies. It's almost off each other. Just a certain amount to where it. It just sounds really cool the way it's it's put together. I agree with you. I like yeah. that one. It's just a strange little track that just makes sense to me. Yeah, it, it did not make my top 11 either, but it it, did, it wasn't... Uh, I do like it, so... Um, there's just certain songs I just I felt like I couldn't leave out, and for me, my number 10 is another song from Dance of Death that I recently got some hate from, from a uh, former guest, one of your favorite friend, not maybe not your favorite, but a vocalist <laughs> that you like. Uh, our friend yeah. Joe, um, my number 10 is Montsegur. So I like Montsegur a lot. I love that chorus. I love that chorus, man. It's, it's, uh, I just feel like Bruce wails on the song and I do not understand why anyone wouldn't like it. The first time I heard it, I just remember thinking, wow, this is really, really, really good. So 
Yeah, I see a lot of people saying that's a really heavy song and they like it. It's popular. Yeah, so good, good for them. <laughs> they enjoy it. So, <laughs> in, in all in all sincerity, yeah. Just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it can't be somebody else's. So, so it all comes down to this, Matt. You only have one more that you can put in your top songs of Yannick's writing in Maiden. So, what is your number eleven? Now, this is where it gets really, really hard. Uh-huh. And do you know what? Whatever I had, I think I'm going to change. There was a fear that I might have put something about a key. But I'm not going to do that. And maybe there was an apparition, but it seemed to have uh, Here we whisked go. itself away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to change everything I had. I'm going to go Lord of the Flies, another mm-hmm. Blaze track. Okay. Surprisingly. It's one of those, it's, I don't know. Blaze made it good. Bruce made it better live. Mm-hmm. It's just a good track. So I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I, I cannot disagree with you. You know, when you when, when I think about the way Bruce sings that, you know, that the way he sings that when he really wails Upper on Ridge. the saints and sinners, something within us, we are Lord. Yeah. Of, oh man, you're right. So Matt, I got to tell you, registering. that's exactly what was going through my head when I changed my number eleven to Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So oh, that was a that, um, that was a last minute call for me. My former number eleven. So I'm going to give it an honorary mention was another song from Dance of Death that is not one of the more popular ones, but it's Gates of Tomorrow. I really like that one. Um, yeah, I like that, as far as the DOD. Yeah. So we are going to move down now, Matt, to the bottom five Yannick songs. And um, I made a few notes to about some of these songs. And, and I wanted to say, some people may, may they think that I noticed I didn't have any Blaze songs in there. I didn't have any Blaze songs, I don't really think, on either of my lists, other than Lord of the Flies at the very end. And as far as the X Factor goes, I didn't have anything. And I'm just not as familiar with the X Factor. And I was listening through to some of the songs, like I went through, like, you know, The Unbeliever and The Edge of Darkness and Look for Truth. And I really honestly thought, man, these songs all sound very similar. They're all really dark. And some of them, almost uh, two of them, uh, let me see which two it was uh, when I was on there. X Factor. Let me get it on my phone real quick here. Uh, I want to say when I played um, Look for the Truth and the Aftermath, like I was like, they sound very, I'm going to, let me just, let me play them real quick. Listen to how similar these sound, um, the intros. Uh, I think this is the right two songs. So that's Look for the Truth, and then this is The Aftermath. Isn't that similar? Yeah, because I do like both of those tracks. Like, I was listening to those, and I thought to myself, you know what? I need to pull this album out, and I need to listen to this and give it some good, solid time. Because I've heard a lot of people, even on the new album, compare it to The X Factor. And I've heard people compare parts of a matter of life and death to the expert because of the dark nature and very commonalities in a lot of the writing of the, on the album. So I thought I need to really give it a fair, fair shake. So, so with all that stuff in there, Hmm? there's some good stuff. It's just, it's very moody. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a long, long album. I I mean, I know when I've Mm -hmm. listened through it, it's just, I can't remember who, I think Alejandra way back when I talked to her, she said, it's just, it's a hard listen because it's just long and it's, dark you know and it, like you said it's got a mood certain mood to it so but yeah there's some good stuff 
So I, I made my list of my bottom five and I made a few notes. So let's, let's get into our bottom five here and uh, close this thing out. So I'll go first on the bottom five here. And I started my bottom five with a song, <laughs> oddly enough, from The X Factor. And I only did it because of, I thought it starts with a number. And when you listen to the lyrics, he starts right off with, I turned on late night TV or something. And I was like, okay, I don't know enough about the song to probably rank it below some of the other ones, but I just, there's a lot of other good songs up there. Like I I, I wouldn't put the mercenary or Como Esta Amigos or the alchemist or shadows of the Valley in here or man on the edge. Uh, so I just thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'll just put 2 AM 2 AM is my top one in my bottom five. So what about you? I like 2 AM. Yeah. I, uh... I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just, I really, for a lack of better, a lack of, you know, there's only a few songs here that just really aren't that good. So. Yeah, there's just another one of those songs where I know it's not the best song out there, but I don't know, something about it just appeals to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for me, uh, I'm going to go, I'm just going to put it out there now. Weekend Warrior. Okay. Can't argue with that. And I don't mind, I don't mind parts of it. I know it's not a strong song. It's certainly no one's favorite. I don't think it is. But it's the first thing that comes to mind. I know, I know a person that goes by the nickname Weekend Warrior, but he might have a little something to say about that. So. The great, yeah, but the great man, you know, the great man that you were just going, you were just singing his praises a few moments ago. (laughs) Yeah, he's all right. I'm sure he's good. He's all good. Let me let me pull him at. Hello, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's he's good bloke. Yeah, he is awesome. So, um, for me, my number two, and I know a lot of people are down on this song. I'm not necessarily totally down on it, but I just you know I had to pick something, um, and. Golly, I'm blanking out. I think this is on uh, Fear of the Dark. Uh, Wasting Love? Or is that on No Prayer for the Dying? No, that's Waste. Uh, it's um, Fear of the Dark. Okay, so Fear of the Dark. Fear of, let me just say, Fear of the Dark is, you sure about that? That's quiet. Okay, okay. It, it just, yeah, you're right, you're right. That was quiet. As no, you're quite not. Sure, not yeah, quiet. Golly, I wasn't I'm, saying quiet, like, like silence. You know, the last multiple episodes I've done, Matt, I've always been up really late. It's after 1 a.m. right now. You know, we've had so many, we've had a few setbacks here. Hopefully this is not a sign of things to come this year. But, um, so. <laughs> Just more of the same. Forgive, <laughs> yeah, forgive me for that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Fear of the Dark is is noted, noted by me as not being my favorite album. And Wasting Love is... When I looked at it, I thought, well, of course, Wasting Love sounds the way it sounds because it sounds just like a song from Bruce's uh, Tattooed Millionaire album. Similar, you know? Yeah. So that's my number two in my bottom five, Wasting Love. And uh, that's from, wow. If if any of anyone that loves the Fear of the Dark album, get ready and sit down and get a stiff drink (laughs) ready because it's in high fashion. It's in in high form here. It's a star of the show for here and for just for a minute. So. (laughs) <laughs> then if you're uh, recommending they go get a stiff drink, they better start double fisting. Cause <laughs> I've also picked that. Oh, uh, you say so double up, double up. So now, yeah. Wasting love this, to be honest, there is little parts of this. I liked sure, <laughs> Not sure. enough of it. And I just thought when Maiden put this out, um, if they're going for like the power ballads thing, yeah. I don't think it worked. It's, it's not that it's a bad song, I just don't think it really worked for them. And if I never heard it live, 
again, I wouldn't care, and I'd probably, I wouldn't skip it on the album. Yeah, but it just does nothing for me. Well, honestly, wasting love is is almost a what do you call it? I just can't think of the word for it, Matt. Whenever it's the prototype, right? That's the word. It's a mm-hmm. prototype for Iron Maiden ballady songs because even if you go to uh, Out of the Shadows on A Matter of Life and Death, it's similar. If you go to yeah. Ooh um, it, It's not the first ballad per se, because I did think about this. You know You going back all the way to the so, first Iron Maiden album? Yes. Strange World. Yes. Do you think it's similar? Which is to one that? of my favorite songs. Well, in, in as much as it's, it's a ballady type of song. Yeah. Um they'd kinda they'd come a long way, but I don't Well, think- there's a, and I will say there's a song on the the new album that you have not heard yet. Actually, you have heard it. You have heard it. I know what you've heard and what you haven't heard. So unless you've heard something different, but I know you've heard this one. You told me there's a song on the new album that, that has the same kind of wasting love vibe to it. And I like that one too. And I like wasting love. It's just, you know, you had to, I had to put something here. So, um, yeah. So that was your number two as well. Wasting love. Yeah. Maiden and power ballads didn't really mix yeah. for me on this one. Okay. So, in keeping with the theme of uh, Fear of the Dark, uh, let's just go ahead and say it for me, Matt. Every other song that's going to be on this list is from Fear of the Dark. Um, okay. I believe this song is... Wait, you know what? This song might not be from it. Uh, I think actually this song might be from No Prayer for the Dying. Let me... I'm, I'm uh, Nope, it is. Um, it's called Fear is the Key, Matt. And I don't hate this song, but there is a certain part of the song that lowers it you know, when it, when there's, it, it, it's like almost goes in, I don't know if it, I wouldn't call it a rap because it's definitely not a rap, but you know, the part it. where he's like, I hear your silent heartbeat. I hear your silent cries. And he's just like, oh, it's just lies and lies and lies and lies and lies and all that. And that's just like, you know, the kids have lost their freedom and nobody cares till somebody famous dies. It's just, uh, I just, I don't like that. You know, the way that part ends, you know, where, where Bruce kind of starts doing the screaming. Oh no. Ah! Yeah. Like, that's kind of cool. But what it took to get to that cool part, you know, cheapens the song for me. So Fear is the Key is my number three. What about so you? those parts that, that you were just talking about, it reminds me of uh, some of Bruce's performances on some of the B-sides that we talked about, you know, going back quite some time. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't think what the songs were. Yeah. But it was almost, you know, almost comical. Sure. But as it turns out... If I was to say to you uh, that my next pick was also Fear is the Key, would you go ahead and sing those same parts again so I don't have to? Um, well, you could just say ditto. <laughs> ditto. Ditto. <laughs> ditto. Okay. Yeah, this is, I don't know, this is some interesting things. It was a, I don't know, it was a topical thing at the time. I guess, you know, it still is. Sure, sure. It was really out there in the 90s, the, the whole age, um, epidemic, but I don't know. Yeah, so didn't um, do much. Didn't do much for me. Hey, everybody! Guess what? One of my extra co-hosts has just decided to show up and say hello. Come here, Sarah. Come here. Squat down a little bit. I have the least and the second least here. No, don't make that face at me. Come on down. Matt can't hear you. Matt can't hear you because he's in my ears. I'm on the phone with Matt. Yeah, he's on my ears. The least. She got a little shy. What? You're on the phone with the least? Yes, uh, I'm on the... No, Matt, she's asking me a question. She says, are you on the phone with the least? Yes, I'm on the phone with the <laughs> least. Do you have a message for him? No. No message? S- squat down a little bit. Say hello to everybody. 
Hi. <laughs> so hello. Matt said hello too. Happy New Year. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Because I'm still recording this. Or did you need something from I me? I was going to show you the video. Can I show you it real quick? What, how long is it? It's like five seconds. Five seconds? Audrey said it's you to her dad. That's... <laughs> okay. That's funny. Okay. Now, Matt, after Sarah... Now that she's left, uh, my number four is a song you've already mentioned. I have a feeling we're going to match up on uh, our number five as well. Uh, At least we better. So um, my number four, uh, and no offense to my wonderful number one co-host that everybody loves. Everybody loves him. I mean, heck, they love him more than they love me, Matt. So he's the number one be all end all guy, except that, you know, without me, putting out the episodes they wouldn't hear them so they have to like me a little bit more right <laughs> but anyway you are the means to bring him here yes 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 and he's he is he's my very capable and wonderful helper so um but weekend warrior and i remember when i did a review of this album and andrew immediately came to this song's defense like he was like oh no weekend warrior is a really good song i don't know why you would say that and it was funny. I think it was on Twitter because he came to the defense of the song and literally I just was like, oh my gosh. And so ever since then, he's been called the weekend warrior by me. But then I remember like a day or two later, he goes, yeah, I went and listened to that song. It's not quite as good as I thought, as I was remembering, but uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's a horrible song. It's just not a real good song. Well, I just remember uh, when I did my Halloween episode and this is the part of the song that I don't. That, that to me it just makes it so bad because there's some good parts in it, but but I'll, I'm going to combine what it says in the song and what I did on my Halloween episode is what you gonna do on Monday <laughs> and then on my Halloween I went what you gonna do Andrew <laughs> so I remember doing that on the Halloween episode and it was just it still makes me laugh when I hear it so um, what about you man you're number four bottom five Yannick co-writes. can't hear you what happened i'm here can you see me <laughs> oh you're, you're the apparition yeah i was getting at you the apparition that's your number four <laughs> yeah oh wow something below that okay i'm really interested now so uh okay okay that it's an in- interesting take on a song and, you know, there's some decent musical bits in it, but it's just one of those things that I'll never want to listen to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's a strange song. Just not, not my thing. Yeah. I, this is the song I played earlier because I wanted to write down the things I don't like about it. And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote all of them down. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of maybe not sing them to you, but kind of, you'll know what I mean. Cause I'm here yeah, before. You would say all the things. Yeah, all the, the vocal delivery, everything about this thing, I'm sure you would you would have put down what I and everyone else has thought. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And I, this is a song I really wonder about. So if Rod kind of oversees what the band plays and, you know, some of the tracks that they put down, or because this was still when Martin Birch, I was thinking about Martin Birch, sorry. This was his last album. Yeah. I think he this was kind of. I don't think he was in the driver's seat on this one. I think he was on the way out. Not his hands. That's what I no, think. He, 
He had to be. It just it surprises me that this song would make it on there. I think it was. This is the age of CDs, right? This is right. You know, CDs were just filler up. Yeah, let's 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 we got we got sixty minutes here. Let's let's put all sixty. Let's get all sixty minutes here. But but I would have thought him of all people would say no quality over quantity. You would think, but like I said, I feel like he was kind of maybe co-producing that album or something. I can't remember. Like maybe he wasn't even the uh, the full producer here. Let me see if I can find out for us, Matt, really fast. Of course, that that might have been the day. That could have been the day he took off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was off for the day. They snuck it in. It, you know, it, it's. I just don't think that. Let me check. I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm doing this on Wikipedia because I'm pretty sure that it's. Uh, yeah, it says producer Steve Harris and Martin Birch. So, so I think that might have been. You know, maybe Steve told him to take off for a few days, and they, you know, load. He loaded up the album with his <laughs> songs that he like this, but. Um, but here, yeah, we've done the eleven tracks. You can go now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Snuck that one in. Yeah. So here's the, here's the parts that nobody likes that that makes this song so bad. And I know you'll understand them all, but I want to say all of them because I listened to the entire song earlier and wrote them all down in order. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Because I'm here before true life thought not. So they say right now looking in. It's true. It does. Wouldn't it? Don't you? Shut case. And then, of course, one of the best ones to fill you in. <laughs> it's me. So that's all of them. Do you think? It, do you think it was them trying to do something different? Like be? I don't know, man. I really, I would. This is a song that it would be interesting to hear where Steve Harris's head was. You know, uh-huh. because it is bad, and unfortunately for Yannick. He came in on the and, and co-wrote Weekend Warrior and Apparition, you know. So well, because I was just thinking. So you've got fear is the key, mm-hmm. you know. That's talking about the news of the day, basically. Mm-hmm. Then a song like Wasted Love. Okay, we'll, we'll try a power ballad because mm-hmm. you know that, that's what all the hair bands and all that sort of stuff are doing. I'm not saying they're chasing, but it was the first time that they were <clears> doing <throat> a power ballad like that. Is this just like <clears throat> another artsy type of thing where oh, let's let's try this <clears throat> to be different? I really, I don't know. yeah, I really don't know. <coughs> Excuse me, I took a drink and it went down the wrong way. I really don't know, man. It's it's so bad. It's that, odd. And when I played this song earlier, right, I was sitting next to Sarah on the couch, you know, next to your uh, future BFF Halo, the cat. And um, <laughs> I was going to say, did he, Halo run off? Halo slept through the whole thing. So, <laughs> but while we were listening to it, Sarah looks at me and she just goes, "This doesn't sound like Iron Maiden." And, and which That's I thought I mean. was the is perfect, it? you know, uh, exclamation point to that song. It doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. Is it them trying to be all artsy somehow? I, I just don't know. It just seems like a really strange choice. It is of a track to put on. Uh, maybe it was a, um, maybe like an unfinished idea. I would kind of get that, but I don't know. The fact that they put it on there just—it's odd. If you go through that album and you think that that song belongs in there, yeah. That's a good track. Well, Matt, I just don't, I can't comprehend that. I just got to say that to me, this is the worst. It's, eh, I think there is a worst song on a worst song on that album, but you know, whether or not you agree, the apparition is a terrible song. It's an open and shut case. <laughs> 
So what yes, is yours? Is. I want to know what yours is because now I'm like, what on earth? I have a feeling you're going to pick a song that is wrong again, like when you picked um, whatever you picked earlier. And I said, no, that wasn't written by uh, when you picked uh, uh, Fear, uh, not uh, Sign of the Cross. Uh, so what is your number five? Right. What is your song that you think is even worse than The Apparition? I mean, I'm... I'm kind of uh, well, like I'm looking through the song titles here, and I'm like, what else could it be? I don't even know. Yeah, do you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I misplaced this by one. Mm. But it's a song, you know what? No, I didn't, because I will go listen to the album Fear of the Dark. So inevitably, I'll end up hearing Apparition. Mm-hmm. But this is a song I don't hear because I don't listen to the album. Does that clue you in as to what it might what it might be? Okay, so you're you're talking. Either Gates of Tomorrow, Montsegur, uh, Dance of Death. Uh, I think that might be it. That I'm is that is it Gates of Tomorrow? No. So if Wiki's right, don't tell me that Wiki's led me astray. The Journeyman. Oh, I don't think that is. I think that is a uh, Steve Harris only. Ah, uh, that's not what it says here. Wait a minute. Oh, I got it right here. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just double checking here. Journeyman, I'm journeyman. Stiffed on this one. Yeah, on mine I got Smith, Harrison, Dickinson. Well, then why is that listed here? Now I'm gonna have to change the pick. Okay, so we know now that you're. Uh, wow, that's yeah, that song doesn't even compare, dude. Uh, you know, I just don't care for it. I, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's like another attempt at an, an acoustic song that just didn't work, or a ballad that didn't work. Well, let me it's just let me just say them, anyway. Let me just say, from hell to eternity, or from here to eternity, is a worse song than than uh, no, the apparition. Since we're just throwing in one listen. extra song here, <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, God, like lyrically, the apparition's better than from here to eternity. So, its delivery is not as good, but the gang vocals and all that, ugh, terrible. So what? So okay, Matt. So you have to you have to put one more song in. So God, this is a stretch now. Uh, <laughs> What can I do? Let's see. Let me name songs and you tell me. Maybe you've already used some of them. I can't remember. The Aftermath. Look for the Truth. Man on the Edge. The Edge of Darkness. The Unbeliever. The uh, Mercenary. Gates of Tomorrow. Um, Montsegur. The Pilgrim. Dance of Death. Uh, Dream of Mirrors. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's pretty much all of them right there. I know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to pick. Okay, Matt. Well... Uh, you know, I'm gonna. It's a song that I used to like when it first came out, and then I just kind of went all the way off. It was from the X Factor. Okay. The Edge of Darkness. Okay. I used to really like that, and then for some reason, just grew bored with okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's okay. Maybe I just thought it wasn't as strong as <clears throat> I thought it was. Well, I like it a lot more than Journeyman. So I wish I wish that was still there. Yeah, but God, that's 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 how it goes sometimes. But that's okay. We- Wikipedia screwed me over because I don't check the album credits anymore. So let's just let's just let's just uh, we'll wind this thing down here. So that's that's our list, and you know whether you're a Kiwi or a a Texan or a New Yorker or a Bostoner or a uh, you know, a misinformed Australian, a misinformed Australian, <laughs> a Venezuelan, whatever you are. If you hate our list, if you love our list, let us know. We want to hear so. That's our list, and uh, maybe tomorrow we're not sticking to it, but today we are. So it's already tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> so it is. Well, Matt, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to do this, Matt. So, on behalf of myself, on behalf of 
Sarah, who made a guest appearance. And on behalf of Matt. Halo, the cat that got an honorable mention in there somewhere. Yeah. James. Where'd you go? You went and saw the great man, Andrew, the weekend warrior. Yes, indeed. Indeed. From Iron Man. Our friend from from our friend from Perth. From Doctor Strange. From Kirsty. From Spider Man. From Venom. From uh well, let me give a double. See how far you can go. I'm gonna give a double mention here, from the guy that's saying all this, who now has two Marvel shirts that his wife bought him. <laughs> oh, did she really? Yeah, you haven't okay. heard that on the new episode yet. <laughs> ah, <laughs> You'll have to hear that later. From the Incredible Hulk, from Thor, from uh, the uh, uh, from Superman, from Batman, from Wonder Woman. From the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, from Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Wiley Coyote, Daffy Duck, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat, Foghorn, Leghorn, um, uh, Scooby. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone you want to add? From Shaggy, from Velma, from uh, Splinter. Betty. Who? (laughs) Betty Rebel Law Flint, no, Betty, Betty Rebel Law, um, Wilma Flint, Scooby Doo's mate. I was trying to think, Bam Bam. Oh, jeez, you know what? Risk Raven. Is this what I've missed? Last <laughs> yeah, week? you haven't missed much. Well, Kirsty, Kirsty was very, <laughs> Kirsty's was like this from Iron Man. Wait, she goes from Eddie. Wait, how did she say it? She goes from Iron Maiden, from Iron Man. From Eddie and from the boys, Matt. Let's just end it right there. Good night.